0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Presents. Uh, I'm Zook. I'm here with Zoner, and uh, for this episode, we bring to you the uh, the creative genius Matt Wade. Matt, say hello. Oh, hello! Nobody has ever called me a creative genius before. Well, now now I've presented that you have to live up to the hype. I, I got nothing. We <laughs> set the we set the bar high for our guests. <laughs> Don't let us. Down. Uh, I'll Don't figure us something down. out. Now, Matt Wade comes to us uh, through Issues, the web show, a uh, really interesting web series that's come up now. You're on you're about to restart series one, correct? Season one.
1: Uh, Yeah, we're 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 pushing out the uh, the kind of the back half of, of season one now. Um, And we've got some just really great episodes and hopefully people will uh, start finding us, watch us and just talk to us. I just want people to talk to me.
0: <laughs> now,
2: don't we all? i just want friends Not again me. I, I don't can do we all that.
0: <laughs> you know all you really need though is a good comic book now and about that let, let's let's explain to everyone what is issues the web show
1: well issues is basically a web show i think we cover that in the title um And it's about Scott Barnes and he owns a comic book store, but he also suffers from social anxiety. So uh, he's a bit of a jerk, not because he, you know, he's trying to be, he doesn't like people. It's just, he just has a hard time dealing with them. So it's kind of the story of him and his comic shop and, and, Trying to struggle past that, and we get into all kinds of mischief and comic mayhem. Hopefully, it's a fun time. Hopefully, it's funny, and hopefully, it sheds kind of a light on social anxiety. I think a lot of people who are into comic books, who are into kind of the the geek culture and the fandom, they've got a a lot of them kind of suffer from 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 social anxiety, and and this is just you know kind of my love letter to them.
0: Okay, well, so the issues is the, the title issues is kind of a uh, a double entendre there between issue comic book issues and psychological issues, which is kind of cool. absolutely.
1: Yeah, uh, he's got both issues and issues. What kind uh,
0: of inspired you to go down that route? I mean, most people when they start a web show, it's hey, let's make this really funny. Let's make it goofy. You kind of went a different route.
1: Um, We're still funny. We're still goofy. I uh, I just... I wanted to I wanted to make something that was a show that was substance. It seems like there's and I'm not really knocking anybody specific, but there just seems like a ton of shows that get started and especially shows that are geek related and geek. Sh- Uh, You know, geek centric and they just shove as much pop culture references and, uh, you know, as many inside jokes as they can. And there's no substance under it. So as a writer, I wanted to do something that kind of that was a lot more character driven. And I think there's a huge gamble on that, especially with uh, with content on the Web where. Is it going are people going to stick with it? Are they going to just watch five minutes or uh, a a few few minutes of it and then see that it's not rapid fire jokes? And it it is a guy actually talking to a therapist um, and stick with it. But I I wanted to take that chance just because I, I think that the platform can be so much more than just. How many jokes can we get in? How many pop culture references? Hey, look! Remember that Nintendo game? Well, we just brought it up in a sentence, so you guys should feel awesome, um, right? You're, so
0: that's that's what I wanted. So instead of kind of more pandering to the geek side of us, just kind of probably talking about stuff that we actually do have to deal with. I know you said you don't want to yeah. talk about other shows or bring them up, but there's one in particular that's uh, on. Oh no,
1: I'm okay. I just <laughs> didn't want to. I didn't. Want- want to make it seem like i was targeting anybody and say oh you know this is terrible because that they you know i mean that that style is perfectly valid i just wanted to do something
0: different well and you you talking about that though makes me think of big bang theory and the comic book owner in there who also deals with some social anxiety issues and awkwardness and the difference is is that he's a punchline you know he's the stereotypical like he's even geeky to the other geeks so that they can even make fun of him
1: I think a lot of times when you see geeks and other, even, even a show like that, which is supposed to be this, this huge, Oh, you know, geek Messiah, you geeks have to watch this because we're going to talk about the flash and you guys like the flash, right? I think, A lot of times those are still very one dimensional and it's it's almost like here's what the cool kids who write comedies think a geek is about, you know, it's it's like there's really no depth. It's it's just here's a bunch of references that people like and look, he's got social anxiety, so he doesn't know how to talk to to anyone, you know. You know, I I have social anxiety. I, I, a lot of people are shocked when they hear that, but it's like, I have this, but I've, I've found ways to, to move past it, to, you know, to, to interact with people
2: so that I'm not a a stereotype, you know? You know, I've actually found what you said to be very true, especially in regards to the Big Bang Theory, because, you know, as a geek, I used to get beat up I used to get teased you know you name it we've all been there for this stuff and now it's like pop culture has co-opted our culture Mm -hmm. and they've embraced to some extent all the things that we've always enjoyed but that nobody else has and I kind of long for the days where it goes back to how it used to be not that I enjoy getting stuffed into lockers or whatever. I never could fit, but, um, you know, I guess you might, right. Yeah. I got, I I got slammed into them and stuff, but you know, I kind of long for those days where I don't feel like everyone's just pandering to us and it's a bunch of people saying, Oh, this is what geeks should be. Let's, you know, I, so yeah, I, I know what you're saying there. I
1: think it used to be a little more special, you know? Yeah. You used to see somebody with like, like a, a flash t-shirt and it was almost like you're in a secret club. Yeah. You know, uh, now the flash is going to be on the CW, which I mean, not that they're made, not making great shows, but it, it the CW in my mind is like Beverly Hills, 90 to one. Oh, and it's, it's the poster child for just, you know. Uh, a larger audience, so so now somebody's wearing a Flash shirt. It's like, oh hey, Flash, who do you like, Barry Allen or uh, or Wally West? And they just look at you blankly. I like, like Flash. What, what do you mean? Uh, I, just I like the
0: show. You
1: know,
2: doesn't he run fast? Uh, <laughs> Did you know so that John Wesley Ship we so... played the Flash on TV in nineteen? 19- I mean, yeah, there was another Flash show. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So I think he used. To, I think um, I read an article probably by. Uh, I think it was Pat Oswald who just who did a really great ep- or a great article on just how how geeks and and you know years and years ago pre internet where things just used to be more special like if you wanted a copy of like like a rare movie or something like an Evil Dead Two or you know, it wasn't like everybody's seen Evil Dead Two. It's you had to seek those people out. So like when you saw them in school, there was a special bond that you guys have. And now it's like, well, everybody's in the club.
0: Well and unfortunately it's turned kind of perverse, if you will. You can still be in the obscure club, but if you go too far, suddenly you're a geek hipster. you you know what i'm saying it's like i can still be in the club of obscure knowledge but if i go too far into the dark side suddenly i'm i'm that guy
1: well i i encourage going that far sometimes you just gotta go too far
0: as soon as you can start quoting episodes of briscoe county jr you've reached that point i think
1: <laughs> then you're the coolest person I, anybody who just brings up Briscoe county is fantastic in my book
0: every time the olympics are on i can't help but think nothing of that <laughs> little known fact people the theme to the olympics is cbs or abc or it's nbc it's nbc who does it nbc yeah. yeah every single time they bring it up tomorrow on the olympics that music you're hearing is the theme song to the adventures of Briscoe county jr
2: and at the time it failed to think. I know that was a Fox show too, wasn't it? Yeah, they didn't oh, yeah. screw
0: that one up. That was just like I think that was their first year that they were really a big network. Yeah,
2: I I remember they had Frisco
0: County Junior, and they had uh, Action Theater Hour. Which, oh wow! Yeah,
2: I thought about that in a while. I don't even remember that. Wow.
0: See, I, guess I'm I, that I guess I guess I fail. That
2: <laughs> yeah, you are that guy. Zouk. I feel I shamed. thought I was that guy, but apparently I'm not. Thank you.
0: Now, interestingly here, um, I don't know. Maybe it's interesting. Maybe it's not. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. Even though you're the co-creator and you could have done this this show any way you wanted, you didn't put yourself in the lead.
1: No, no, intentionally. Number one, I'm um, I was thinking of myself as the Jerry Seinfeld on the on the crew. um where uh where i'm just kind of like more the the funny guy the the the, the stand-up who's trying to act um nathan amelia who plays scott i he's the real deal and i i wanted i wanted him in that role because number one he can just pull it off a lot better than i can and 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 i think that's the key to the whole thing uh my my interpretation of him would have just been way too jerky and even though i write him i my 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 take on him i would have played him just wrong and that the scott character is really really it's this real fine line of he's a jerk but he doesn't mean to be a jerk um and he's still lovable and he's still likable but he's doing, like, first episode, Some he, he's, he spends most of the time through his you know, walk through the, the introduction of the comic story, he spends a lot of time just dismissing people out of his store. Uh, and, you know, a girl runs up and, and, and is all excited and looking for anime. He hates anime, so he just tells her to get out of the store. <laughs> and, and, and that kind of fine line, I don't think I could have played it the way that Nathan plays it.
0: Mm -hmm. and i know what you're saying there i won't lie the origin uh episode which is episode zero uh, i watched it through first time i'm like i don't know if i get the series i just i don't get it and it took me a little while to kind of realize that i was coming into it with some expectations oh okay i get it he's a real jerk or hey he's a really really funny guy but you're right he doesn't really play one way or the other he just is
1: yeah and and that's what i'm trying to go i my character is more of the the sidekick in the punchline and i'm always there for uh, to kind of just punctuate a joke um but his character it's really important for me to just really get that character right and that's supposed to be the guy that that, that i just i want i want people like me to connect with cuz i know the series isn't for everybody and i know that 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 there's going to be a lot of people that don't get the scott character and don't get what the bigger picture is what we're going for and don't understand why there's a scene where he's talking to his therapist or or even understand what that scene really means the un- whole underlining of of you know S- scott's characters really just He has this idea that everything is wrong with him in his head. And that's kind of what he's talking about to the therapist and his therapist just kind of looks at him and says, well, there's really, there's what's wrong with you. And then there's what you'd like me to tell you is wrong with you. And that really sums up Scott. Mm -hmm. Scott wants there to be more problems than he really has. Um, and and i think that's why he does kind of you know his his brother you know my character is more of a sociopath and just really doesn't care about
0: things um i prefer the term chaotic neutral yeah he really is I, that's a that's a perfect term for him he's completely chaotic neutral
1: um but uh, yeah i I think I think the Scott character, if if anything, I want people to connect with them. And I want that to be the reason why they come back to the show, even more than than the the humor, really, just that they see something of themselves in Scott. And and for that to happen, I've just got to be really on point with writing him and I got to keep him consistent.
2: Now, How much of yourself are you actually writing into these characters or are they just completely unrelated to you? Scott is completely me. Is he? He's
1: absolutely me. So anytime yeah, Scott's really my avatar, so anything that he's thinking or, you know, coming up with, it's 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 really me. The Nate character that I play is 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 it's really not based on me at all. It's really just it's it's kind of the 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 geek that is there. He's present, but he does kind of think he's above everything. So he just doesn't care about whatever's going on. He doesn't care that his brother's store is failing. He just cares that, you know, he's got a place to go. Um, but, uh, but Scott, Scott's completely me. And and hope I I think that a lot of people will, will kind of connect to that.
0: Let's not forget that Nate also doesn't care. He can't cook.
1: He doesn't care about anything. Yeah. What'd you see the next episode? Uh, We've got an episode coming up that's uh, it's titled Scotty Do, and it's basically just uh, a, a, they go out into the woods we and and look for a Bigfoot, and it's a complete Scooby Doo rip off. There's a zombie, and then we've got just a punchline that I think sums up Nate perfectly, which I you know I won't be able to say until until the episode comes out. <laughs> that's that so nice. awesome! You go looking for Bigfoot um well we're actually we've got the selective sparks character which we we lost so if you notice like the third episode is really kind of a i'm not a huge fan of it 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 didn't come out right um and that's because we were kind of in a huge upheaval which you'd think that a small web show being run by one guy would be able to keep a producer and, and an actor but uh we kind of had a little bit of a shake up after those those first couple of episodes and we lost the sparks character which um which i had i was building up to be a really what i thought an a, a, an important character just because he was um he was gay and we were never going to talk about it but he was just going to be a character who happens to be gay, and kind of shows how inclusive the geek community can be. Because it's like we'll take your misfits from whatever you know, whatever group they 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 you know want to come from. But because of the shared like of comic books, you know, they can get past whatever kind of differences they want. And kind of he was supposed to be a really inclusive character that way. Mm-hmm. And plus, I don't I don't see a lot of gay characters on television or, you know, in shows that are anything more than as a, a, a one dimensional kind of stereotype. So, well, right, he was many, supposed to be an important character.
0: Yeah. A lot of characters who are that that is the character exactly you know you see and you this see a, was
1: a character who was his him being gay was i mean i'm sure you know it, it fueled who he was but it wasn't what he was right and uh it's just unfortunate that we had to lose him
0: uh, i that, that that's too bad that's sorry i'm sorry to hear that uh, you, you actually do that a lot with a lot of your characters i mean if you look at most shows most tv shows web shows um anything it gives you a character brief we don't see it but when they're writing it or when they're casting it, they say, who are you casting? I'm casting Nate. Describe Nate. Nate is the overweight, gay geek. Well, okay. Then we need to cast someone who can play up overweight, play up gay, and play up geek. And that becomes their entire character. Exactly. Just those three well, points.
1: Yeah. And and I've I've actually... Creating it. I mean, I guess they call it what world building or whatever. Um, I, I've always treated it. I'm sure we're, we're small time right now, but I've always treated it like this is a real show. This is a real thing. Um, Comedy central AMC. Somebody could call us tomorrow and say, we want to bring your show on the air and we can, we've got all of that work done so we can easily move over. And one of those things was to build out a Bible for all of the characters that just sums everyone up to their core. You know, how what was the, what did they do growing up? You know, how did they grow up? Lots of, you know, kind of adjectives to, to describe them. So I really wanted everybody to be fleshed out behind the scenes, even if we never see them. So that, you know, if you guys wanted to talk about the Scott character, we can talk in depth and you'll go back and watch and you'll be like, well, all the stuff he's talked about, I don't see it on the screen but at the same time it's like well I do kind of see what he's talking about so it's really important to get them all fleshed out and, and make them real people
0: I'm sorry not not to go awkward but you talk about making a character bible and I just imagine this bunch of you sitting around making character <laughs> sheets D&D style
2: that's absolutely <laughs>
1: it's not a bad idea i should i should totally uh change the the website to reflect that okay oh, just do
0: character sheets from everyone the hot dog vendor outstair outside let's uh let's roll on his intelligence ah he's only got a 12 okay so <laughs> that explains why he's a hot dog vendor exactly absolutely has really great perception though and charisma
1: <laughs> well <laughs> charisma's going to be low on a lot of these
0: characters <laughs> Even, Unfortunate. Even the Jock Nemesis, who's supposed to have great charisma, because well, at least he thinks he does.
1: Right. He, right. Yeah, yeah. I, and you're gonna see him a lot. Um
2: I just wanted to punch him in
0: the throat. Yeah, I think he hit on some <laughs> nerves there with Zonner.
2: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so congratulations. Uh, yeah, this this show touches kind of close to home for me. I I just gotta say that kind of close to home. My Friday nights as a kid, well, through my adolescence, were spent go to work till 7 o'clock at night, go to the comic book store, pick up my, pick up my hold, go yeah. home and read comic books until I fell asleep. Yeah, that was it.
1: That sounds like every Wednesday to me. <laughs> it's like, can I get to my comic shop before I go to work? And the answer would always be yes if i'm late (laughs) (laughs) because work isn't that important you got to have your priorities in order man i wolverine just had all the adamantium pulled out of him i gotta see if he makes it yeah i
0: remember that Uh, yeah okay i know which era you're talking about
2: oh i was gonna say again
0: (laughs) no no and then he's in the danger room and, and the bone claws come out and everyone freaks out oh no he's got bone claws and then he actually hurts himself shaving and he can't actually heal up anymore and he doesn't know how to shave
1: well, I guess they did make that mistake again because they just pulled his they just pulled all of his uh, invulnerability out or his healing factor
0: yeah well you know it, uh, all, all comic book heroes that. have kind of the same problem as Superman did in the early days the only thing they can't do is things that they haven't tried to do yet and they can change the powers and abilities on a whim
1: Oh yeah, I, I I got really angry whenever uh, the X Men introduced like secondary mutations. I was like, well, I gotta take, I gotta keep track of two mutations now.
0: Well, see, and <laughs> if they're gonna do that, they should at least make them slightly realistic. Jubilee, you can shoot plasmoids. You also have super high blood pressure, and you need to take this medicine.
1: <laughs> well, apparently, that just tra- tra- translated to vampirism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I took a little break and I come back and I'm reading comics full time again. And it's like,
0: everything's just weird. See, I think Morph would have Tourette's. Like, that should be part of his mutation. (laughs) Doesn't that fit?
1: Like, every time he would actually start to have an episode, he would just constantly start changing even worse.
2: Exactly. They can keep up with that. So, what comics do you read, Matt? Um, I. I, I wish I could say
1: that I'm really highbrow and that I'm really into just all the vertigo stuff. And I read a lot of vertigo and, and, and I'm only reading indie publishers, but I got to tell you superhero comics by Marvel and DC. That's pretty much my <laughs> bread and butter. That's kind of like me. I do read walking dead. Yeah. yeah. I read walking dead and I read a uh, saga just cause I, uh, uh
0: um, I love, uh, what's his name? You, you guys are both up on me. Uh, okay. I, I need to, I need to come clean with something with only a few hundred of our listeners. Uh oh. You know which comics I'm actively reading? When I read Thor not, God of Thunder. Yeah. I read Thor God of Thunder. Really like that one and Darkwing Duck. <laughs> There's a Darkwing Duck I didn't even know there was a Darkwing Duck book. Yeah, Darkwing Duck comics are still in production. They have a huge long storyline that's been going on since the end of the TV series. Wow. And in that way, that- he's the longest running animated character for Disney. And they're not wild wow. actually. I haven't
2: I haven't read him. I never watched the series though either. Yeah. So I didn't watch the series. That, but I always got, got a dirty upset secret I was there. Like, I'd
1: rather really just be watching Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my favorite books are just, I'm shocked at what my favorite books are right now. Cause it's like, I really dig the new Hawkeye series. I've always hated Hawkeye. Love the new series. Um, and I'm really digging the guardians of the galaxy. So I'm really happy that they're, they've got, you know, such a, a huge response when the, when the trailer launched for the new movie. Um, and that's and then other than that, just X Men titles and and I've been falling off. DC books have just been falling off my radar faster and faster since the New Fifty Two.
2: Oh
0: but, yeah, um,
2: DC I, needs to really pull their head out where it doesn't smell so badly. Yeah, yes.
1: I hate being that guy because I'm such a Marvel fanboy, but. It just seems like since the new 52, they touted it as this big, huge relaunch, even greater than like, uh, than Crisis on Infinite Earth. And, and it's just been, it seemed like, like some books just didn't even care that they're, and just continued the storylines from yep. pre new 52, like Green Lantern. And that's confusing. And then there's other books where it's like the superheroes have only been there for, like out for like five years or so and it just seemed like such a really good opportunity for them to really approach it the way marvel approached the ultimate universe tie it into their movies the way marvel's tying into their movies through their books but it just seems like they've been not doing that and then now with the the whole batman and Oh, I want to see Batman and Robin, With the whole Superman versus Batman thing and just nobody seems to like any of the casting and who knows what's going on with that thing. I wish they had, I almost wish that they would have just kept everything quiet, not linked any leaked any of that kind of casting and just let us see a trailer because it just seems now like they've got such preconceived notions in our heads that it's like, how can I go into that
2: thing completely open to the experience? Yeah, I agree. Now you mentioned guardians of the galaxy. That is a title that a lot of comic nerds know of, but not really know about, at least in my experience. Uh, I, I'm one of those that I know of them, but I don't really know them. And I saw the trailer when it came out and I was a little bit nervous. I got to be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's going to be a real big commercial success. Just because it's characters that nobody knows, but that's what people said about Thor as well. So. Well, look at
0: Iron Man. Yeah. Can we qualify that? What do you mean commercial success compared to blank? Well, I don't know. $150 million,
2: $100 million opening weekend.
0: Yeah. I think it'll do that. So
2: I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not as optimistic as I am, say, of Captain America but with you having known these characters being a fan of them and whatnot, like you are, what, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Do you think Marvel's got this dead on? Are they gonna, yeah, as far as, is is really getting the tone,
1: right. Of the, of the current series, which is, you know, kind of running right now, they, they just nailed it dead on. I mean, that's the exact tone that is in the books, kind of like that irreverent kind of, you know, a bunch of uh, misfits on space. That's why the the whole that whole tagline at the end, where it's just them in the lineup, and uh, he, you know, the dude says they look like a bunch of a holes, and that's they just seem it seemed perfect, and 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 Marvel and Marvel's got a, tr- a trust build up built up with their fans. I think, I mean, they made have might have kind of made a misstep with the the whole. Uh, Agents of Shield thing, but I, I think they're really trying hard to to cater to fans, yes. and uh, and they all they in their movies. I think for the most part, they've just made amazing choices. I mean, I don't think Captain America should have been in a you know a costume that resembles his is uh, you know his his actual comic book costume and still works but Marvel made it all work. I mean, I can't believe we saw an Avengers movie that, that, you know, made as much money as it was, was as fun as it was and was still. So when I saw that there was an actual helicarrier, when I come from a a time, you know, when I was a kid where the comic adaptations were, you know, Batman and Superman and you kind of went into them and thought, yeah, close enough. Yeah. Um, but now I'm going into an Avengers movie, and not only am I going, you know this is close up this this is exactly what I've been reading. Iron Man fights like Iron Man, Captain America fights like Captain America. At no time is there ever a disconnect or I ever think that they're like you know what Christopher Nolan did were just kind of adapted Batman and made it work uh I think Marvel is adapting their comics, but they're adapting them in a way where. They're so successful that their movie characters that they're making up like Colson and, 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 you know, the, the kind of Sam Jackson fury is making their way into the comic books, you know? The comic books have this such kind of symbiosis with the, with their, their movie worlds. And it's just kind of a unique thing that we don't we haven't seen lately. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm I'm completely stoked. I I love the book, and it looks like everything that I love about the book, you know, Ra- Rocket Raccoon. I think has the possibility if people can get past the fact that it's a raccoon. Um, with I think it has the the possibility with a lot of guns, and that that when you when you look, it's like oh, it's a raccoon. But then when you see that it's a raccoon standing on a tree, dude, blasting away at things um,
0: voiced by Bradley Cooper,
2: voice voiced by Bradley Cooper. It, you kind of think, oh, my gosh, this could be the next breakout hit. Yeah, I will definitely be there opening night because that's
0: who I am. But. I, I have my own thoughts on agents of shield. I brought them up on the show before uh, not not to dwell on them. I don't think agents of shield is meant for us. I don't think it's for the yeah. hard fans because Marvel knows they already have us. I think it's to get everyone else. My kids love agents of shield. They want to watch it with That's me every week. They want to know what's happening. They, they don't care about the really big superhero people cause they're in the movies, but they're really yeah. starting to get wrapped up into the show. And they're like, what was that person? Sorry. Spoilers. If you haven't watched the episode was: Who is that blue person in the tank? I'm like, oh, I don't know it. I think it's a Cree. Well, what's a Cree? And I have to go in and explain what's that.
1: Oh my gosh, I haven't watched the latest episode. Is it actual Cree? Uh, we don't know.
0: We oh, don't that know. makes me excited. But it, we think it might be. And when you see <laughs> I, when you see the scene and realize the possibility, it might be a Cree. It opens up a whole big can of words. Yeah.
2: I actually heard someone talking about that the other day, and they were saying that they believe that sony i think owns the rights to the cree only if they say him by uh, name so i i don't know what's going to happen there
0: but only if they say them by name but but that aside you know kind of going going back to issues but keeping in with the comic book theme uh the nemesis joe okay big Mm -hmm. Typical jock, doesn't understand why people want comics, don't understand why people want this at all. Is there ever going to be a point in the series where he's going to have to come face to face with the fact that more people are probably interested in comic book paraphernalia because of these movies and because of the co-opting of the culture than sports memorabilia? That the jocks he used to sell the Jose Canseco bat to Mm -hmm. now want to go in and get, you know, the Iron Man gauntlet.
1: Well, honestly, I think what I'm going for with the Joe character is he's just as he has this kind of mentality that I'm a jock and, and you know, I, I'm i into sports more memorabilia. I don't play D&D. I play fantasy football. Well, it's the exact same thing. You're just, you know, you're substituting sports into to. I mean, even sports cards. It's really the same. I mean, same thing as 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 comic books, except you're just looking at a dude in a uniform. That's not as much fun as watching Captain America. You know,
0: who is take on the Red Skull uniform?
1: Exactly. There. They're they're the similar characters. I I brought up Joe, or I I, I um I created Joe to be the antithesis because what would be the antithesis of a of a self loathing uh you know comic book store owner who's into geek culture and and um and 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 and, and you know runs comic book shop. What what's the antithesis of that? Uh, it's it's the overly pumped the 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 charismatic sports store owner who, you know, is into sports cards and memorabilia. So they're the same character, just, you know, obviously different sides of the coin kind of deal, but uh, yeah, he's, I don't mean the word pathetic to mean the word, you know, pathetic, but he would be looked on, you know, the kind of the same way you're obsessing over sports. He's obsessing over comics. You know, I, it's, it's the same thing, and, and I really believe that there's been such a huge disconnect where, yeah, the geeks are running the world. The jocks may still believe so, but it's just because of this overconfidence. Um, uh,
0: if, if, if anyone's listened to our Lisa Foyles interview, which I want to say was our last one we did, uh, we, we kind of brought that up there, too, where I brought up that a lot of jocks I grew up with would laugh at me because I had this huge encyclopedic knowledge of Star Trek. But then they could quote me any stat from their favorite team going back to the team's founding. And I just sit there and go, I don't see how what you're doing is any different.
1: It's no different. And I think we're slowly going to like now that, now that, that the Marvel movies are like the biggest thing in the world. You're going to get all those jocks who are going to see those movies. And it's okay to watch a superhero in a movie Cause it's not a baby comic or whatever. Um, and I think that it's just going to kind of merge itself in together where you're just going to have, you know, the super nerd who's playing D and D
2: one night and getting with his fantasy football bros. The next, you know, that they are the reason I cannot go to midnight showings anymore. (laughs) A few years ago when Avengers came out, all of the stolen droids hosts, Recorded a show, went down, saw midnight showing. And at the end, when Thanos appears, there was a dude sitting in front of us, a bro sitting in front of us, stood up, starts yelling at his buddies. That's Red Skull. That's Red Skull. Ugh. No, it's not, you dummy. And it, it, We it, hate that. <laughs> it made me so mad. But I, I remember looking around and I, I'm seeing all these guys. I'm like, shouldn't y'all be in bed? You got to school it. 8 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> and I I realized it was at that moment that I realized that our culture has been taken over, yeah. and and it's it's merging. We're like in the bizarro world now. Yeah, but in this world, we
0: are like gods. So I'm okay it's with true. it.
2: <laughs> You're gonna have
1: people coming up to you and be like, "What was it like before before we merged?" <laughs> But it, tell me about this crisis on Infinite Earths.
0: Yeah, we don't understand. What do you
1: know about
2: Batman's? Which one? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. One of the Flash. The one of the Flash people died in 1985. What? How many Robins are there? Yeah. What was it like back when Jason Todd was Robin? Did you mean you really called the one nine hundred number to have him whacked? <laughs> repeatedly i got in trouble my mom didn't like that she put a block on the line so no more 1-900 numbers i think that's a 1-900 number exactly
0: i think everyone can agree he's much better as the red hood
2: i can't believe i like him more now he was horrible as robin nobody liked him as robin that's why he died he but then again everybody awesome seems
1: to really like Damian Wayne and that didn't stop them from whacking him. That's true. That's Spoiler, true. I don't know. <laughs> I
0: don't know how caught up people are. I, I think I think we brought it up actually. We have another podcast Squishies Comics and Movies and he's brought it up as well. Um it's almost like, well, Joss Whedon's in the industry now. We better start killing characters that people love. Just kill them off for no um, reason.
1: I am sure people I'm sure there's people in our cast that are just waiting to get killed off
2: you should totally do that mine. just like have a gruesome but then you know since it's about since it's a comic related show they can come back in the next episode oh yeah yeah, absolutely
0: i'm we just gonna make like something a, up like a fatal nerf gun accident well, speaking of what are your plans moving forward for the show you mentioned at the beginning that uh at the beginning of our show here that we're starting the back half of season one what's your plans moving okay. forward
1: well, we'll have an episode launching next week that introduces Katie, who is uh, it's well, full disclosure. she's filling the Sparks character role uh, so that we don't look like it's it's just the Matt and Nathan show, but um uh, she's joining as a as a potential love interest. She kind of comes into the store, she gets hired. um she's I, I look at her as my kind of Diane chambers. Uh, from cheers character who's uh, who knows nothing about geek culture. She's just working the job and Scott's reaction to her being hired is he, he can't really talk to her because he finds her attractive. He kind of develops a little bit of, of a crush. So uh, she'll be joining um, played by a really great actress, um, Vera Yatsala. Um, who's kind of up and coming in this area and and I think we'll see big things from her and she's fantastic. So it kind of breaks up that dynamic. Um and then we'll get a little goofier with uh with the Scotty Dew episode which which I think everybody kind of on the on the crew agrees is our best episode. Um and then after that we've got a two-part finale um which we're in the middle of shooting now and it's just huge big shocking there may be some alternate dimension things going on sword fighting. It's a lot bigger, actual special effects. Um, so the, the whole goal for the show is just to keep improving, keep improving. Um, and and until we're really tightened up and, and, hopefully people like us. Um, but these, these upcoming episodes, these last four, I think are, are really solid, really good, just both technically
0: and, and from a, from a story standpoint. Now, is this your first time making a web series like this or?
1: Yeah, I've, um, I, I was playing around with um, just, I've been writing, writing for, you know, obviously all my life, but been writing scripts and screenplays and stuff and, you know, just have a full drawer full of them. Uh, and then I went on to just kind of making some short films and doing a couple of, uh, there's a, there's a competition called the 48 hour film festival, um, where you've got 48 hours to write, produce, um, and turn in, a uh, seven, eight minute film. So we kind of cut our teeth with that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, this is, this is my first kind of stab at, at, a, at a web series.
0: Okay. I I and I don't say this as a criticism actually, but mm-hmm. you can kind of tell. Just in the fir- the three episodes that are out right now, there's always something slightly different. The can camera smoother in episode 2 than it was in episode 1. Technically episode yeah. 1 to episode 0. That the sound is slightly different in episode 2 to episode 1. And it's like little things change here and there and it actually kind of makes it endearing to me. Um long-time fans of the show know that none of us did anything like this before we started doing this mm. which is great you know description right there and our first like 50 shows just stink stink on ice um and so it kind of makes me happy to see something else You're, that's like this that's it's kind of self-correcting in that way and i really like
1: yeah it. and and i'm totally open about it it's like i hope that people you know enjoy and like the show just as 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 the product but um it, it's one of those things where you know we started it I wanted to do it and a lot of people they go around and they have these ideas and and nobody ever does it because somebody either tells them that you can't do it or you you know you don't have the the skills to do it and we'll <laughs> you can do anything you want now and especially with the 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 cost and equipment and stuff really being not as big of a factor as it's been in the past you don't have to listen to people well you know a lot of, like a lot of people will will look at the show and they'll be like well oh that's cool it's you know i really like it um uh you know it's too bad that you can't make a a career doing that but you can and um i, I think you know if i could leave any kind of kind of impression on people i, I think it uh, what i really like is just to show that no matter what if you've got an idea even if you're just one person um there's no reason why you can't do it and you can't pull it off as long as you go into it looking at it as i want to do something that's that's this or i want to do a show i want to do a show that's you know professional well you can get to that point you just have to start doing it um if you sit around and just think of it and you know write ideas down and you never get to the point where you're out there trying to get people together and pushing it out there on it on the audience then you'll just never accomplish anything
0: and and um except to a small degree that uh yeah you might suck at the beginning
1: <laughs> yeah As but it's so, with us it, so i mean we it, it, it's a, there's nothing wrong with sucking a little as long as you recognize what sucks and you work on making it not suck, really. I mean that's I think that's all people really want is they just wanna see something that doesn't suck. So figure out what's sucking, fix it, and then it won't suck. Um like there's no reason in this day and age why you can't put something out and and not only dream about getting to the next level, but actually put the work in to get to the next level. Um, you can get an audience, you can find people to come and watch it. You just have to figure out what work needs to be done to make that happen. And then you have to do the work to make that happen. Um, but there's no reason why you can't do it. Uh, There's really, there's no barriers. When, when I started, it was really just me and Nathan. I went to Nathan. I said, I've got this concept. I really want to make a geek show. That's got a little more depth that isn't pandering that, um, that, that I can push out and connect with a, you know, a, a group of people and uh give them something that hopefully is is good quality, and it was just me and him, so when we start the guy that's you know writing and acting and editing and and you know working on the sound um and directing is me and then, as I put the product out. And I get people excited about it then it's it it gets easier you know we get better actors mm-hmm. or we get better cameramen or we find the guy to do sound for us and so those roles have I, I hopefully hopefully whatever i'm doing is resonating with with people and they're excited to be on the project and it attracts it, it attracts better talent than me spreading myself really thin, trying to fill in all the holes and then eventually, I want to get to the part where I'm just show running, and I've got writers. Um, this has never been a vanity project, if that makes sense. I think a lot of, uh, like you asked, why didn't you put yourself in the in the in the role? Because it's not fully about me. It's about putting out a product, you know, that I've kind of dreamed up in my head, and I want to get to a point where. Hey, maybe we even get a development deal, and it doesn't have to be a huge development deal with like, you know, ABC, CBS. I, I think the days of of the uh, of the the network and trying to get a development deal with the network is pretty much over. There's a thousand other cable channels out there. There's it, there's TV's not even the goal anymore. You know, it's, it's about making good content and providing content to everything that's springing up. I mean, we're pretty much in the middle of a, of a, a shift in how people get their entertainment and it's moving away from the television and the television is bringing in all these things that are being influenced by the, by the internet. And, uh, and, and like, I mean, how many of us are even watching TV without having a laptop open?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. I know so exactly what you mean there.
1: We really want to be able to kind of get in and 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 dream big, and then work to make that those dreams happen. Bring in people. So within with with starting with season. Well, actually, starting with the the back half of this season, I'm not directing any of those anymore. So we've got new directors, and these are we've got good directors from the area because you don't have to be in Hollywood anymore. It's like you know we're in in Southeast Virginia and there's a ton of talented people in the area, but a lot of times they'll move away. Um, But you don't have to move away to the big city anymore. Um, We just all need to come together, uh, not treat a project like it's our vanity project to get ourselves ahead. Like, look at how well I edit. Look at how well I write. Well, why can't we all, we pull in, you know, good writers who that's what they specialize in. So like, you know, you'll write the episode and we pull in good directors. Um, We've got an episode on this. I don't mean to harp on the Scotty do episode, but uh, that was directed by a a guy named Ezra Peterson. Who's just a really great director in this area. And, um, you know, why should he have to scramble around and find, you know, people that'll let him direct, you know, either their projects or why should he have to create his own projects, come on to issues, you know, we'll let you direct an episode. It'll be great. And it's all it's going to do is increase our, our, our quality, I think. Um, so it's, it's not about me. Um, it, it's really about making the best product, making the best issues that we can make
0: right. if that makes any sense and i might I, have gone rambling no you're fine and, and if i can I, I think if i may i think it shows through the product you know you can tell that this isn't just a bunch of guys doing this because they think they'd be best at doing it you can tell that there's a lot of heart going into the project that you guys really just want to make it the very best you can and if anything yeah. i think people appreciate that more
1: i hope so i hope so and hopefully they appreciate that wow the sound is completely clear on this episode. I can't, you know, it's, it, it's really starting to shape up into a great project. Um, and hopefully they start to, to, to follow us. I, 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 want, I really want to bring fan, I want to, number one, I want fans, but I would like to, I, I want to make sure that, that I'm, I'm always interacting with the people that are watching the product because not only is it going to get them invested in what we're doing, um, but hopefully it'll enhance their enjoyment of the series also. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I want to make sure that they they realize that, yeah, I'm, I'm not putting this out just so I can watch it by myself and Marvel about how great I am. Um, I, I want them to just realize that we're, we're trying to give them the best show that they can do that we can do that doesn't compromise itself so that it has to be like when i when I started doing it um there's a another guy in the area hugely popular blowing up does a lot of um does a lot of these kind of thirty second to a minute kind of pieces where he just comments on whatever and he's gotten a lot of success and a lot of people have have started to kind of pull him in to to do things for them you know uh bigger people in the industry um but so he he i went to him just to get some advice on how to to get a, uh, an audience and whatnot and one of the things that i was told was that what we were doing would never work for youtube like we would never be able to get an audience for issues because it's not snappy and 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 quick and and it requires thought and it's not you know base and vulgar and you know these little one to three minute pieces that people can watch in these little tiny chunks and then be happy and subscribe to the thing so I had to really sit down with the the cast and the crew and just kind of marinate on that and, and just
0: think did we drop them did I drop everyone I think I did yeah I'll just roll with it okay we're rolling with it okay so we're back um Skype kind of crapped out on us. So we apologize that, uh, you did not get the last part of, uh, of Matt's really awesome, inspiring speech. I want to go out and create
1: please, now. Please, please love me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cap it with that. Please, if you guys could just love me. Why won't you, know you love
0: what, us?
2: <laughs> you know what though, Matt, you did hit on something that's very important is the, Whatever you, whatever you're going to do, you've got to do it because you want to do it, not because you're seeking the adoration of others or whatever else it may be. If you're not doing it because you want to do it, regardless of how successful it is, it's still going to suck because, I mean, you're basically prostituting yourself out if it's not what you want to be doing. So, I mean, that I think that's important to take away from all this. I if
1: it, it's and it's I understand why people would do it and why people would would make a product that does pander to like you know the suits um you know it, it, it's a perfectly valid or uh, valid path to go down I just it's not what's it's not it wouldn't make a product that i would want to watch um and it wouldn't make a product that's connecting like we've got a lot of people with social anxiety that are now kind of getting back to us and just saying hey i really connect with this scott character or i have social anxiety i can't believe that these things these are kind of you know shared feelings that other people out there are having um and that stuff is just it feels good to 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 connect to somebody on that
0: level it's kind of that wait a minute i'm not alone sort of feeling yeah yeah i think that's awesome Uh, switching gears here just real fast you know don't mm -hmm. scott barnes the main character are we ever going to find out if he's actually breaking the fourth wall and just go with it or is he kind of nuts because sometimes it looks like he's talking to the camera He's giving Uh a fourth wall breaking narration and every once in a while they they put a lampshade on it and every once in a while the people around him react like they don't know what to make of him suddenly talking.
1: Yeah, well, uh, technically the only person that can hear or that that hears what he's saying in his little monologues is Joe. So if you'll notice Joe, acts, and I guess this is really inside. Joe actually breaks the wall with him um, and the reason why that is because Joe is the flip side of, of of Nathan this is the problem when you name your characters different names than their than <laughs> actors that are playing other parts it's impossible to keep them separate um, but Scott and and, and uh, Joe Joe hears it because he's the flip side of Scott Um because again it kind of touches on that commentary of jocks are the exact same thing as gigs they just have a little more confidence
0: that's awesome and now that you say that i do kind of notice that really he is the only one that reacts Mm. so maybe i was in my mind
1: he has his own show that's focusing on his comic or his card shop and he and scott is only just a, a kind of uh secondary character in his show
0: so his camera crews back over at his store
1: mm-hmm. we'll probably have a a season two or three episode that actually
0: flips it that would actually be hilarious to have one episode where it's entirely from his point of view
1: yeah and it would be some it would be named something terrible it's, it's like just like the joe show overflowing with douchebaggery <laughs> exactly <laughs> it would probably just be like a pawn stars <laughs> for sports cards i love
2: pawn stars uh, <laughs> a mirror
0: joey joey no never mind i'm horrible at this i'm not a writer <laughs> i try and pull in a clever star trek reference and i fail yeah you did <laughs> all right Fair. well i'm hey, embarrassed for all of us before we wrap up where can we find this give it give us the
1: Sure, you can find us at issueswebshow.com dot uh, com. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at issueswebshow, and then you know if you want to like our Facebook page, um, Facebook is at facebook.com slash issueswebshow. And if you if you follow us on Twitter, hit me up anytime. I'm way too honest on that, so <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably go into detail about you know why I
2: hate an ex producer.
0: Don't ask him that, people
2: it's a trap because I'll I, be honest I was actually just thinking I need to remember to type that out at the end of the episode or at the end of the recording
0: <laughs> it's a trap okay well definitely we're going to put the links into the show notes as well uh, you mentioned that there's going to be a big launch for the uh, the second half of the season next week we're probably we're recording this Friday the 14th right now we probably won't put it out till Tuesday the 19th so, no. so it will be out that week But definitely go in, check out the previous episodes, get caught up with the season and the characters. It's been awesome having you on, Matt. I really appreciate
1: it. It's been fantastic
2: talking to you guys. Yeah, a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having
0: me. And this has been another episode of Stolen Droids Present. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.